Welcome to the Red Diamond Report podcast with your host, Wilton Jackson. And today we have a great coach by the name of Kobe Carthel, um, Stephen F. Austin's um, football coach. Coach Carthel, it's good to have you on today. Hey, it's a, it's my pleasure, Wilton. I appreciate you having us on. Thank you. So, like I said, I know you're busy. It's that time of the year. Football season is right around the corner. So I won't take too much time, but I just want to ask you, you know, this question, like as a coach going into this time of the year, what's that what's that feeling like for you? Well, it's uh, it, it feels like Christmas. Uh, <laughs> this is what you work for year round, and, and uh, building a team and off season and practice and everything else. You you, you work three hundred and you know fifty four days of the year, so you can play eleven ball games on a Saturday night. And uh, so we're finally getting the football season where, where all that hard work you know hopefully pays off, and, and we're able to go out there and have some fun and have some success. Absolutely. And so, you know, with you with with you saying that, you know, going into a new season um, had a lot you have a lot to build off of from last season. Um, even in, in the preseason, you guys were picked number one to to win the conference. You had 14 named to the all whack team. Uh, what do what do those preseason honors really mean to you? If it, if, it, if it means anything? You know, Coach Speak, you know, says you can take those. uh preseason rankings and honors and all that stuff and wipe your nose with it but uh you know i do think it is you know uh, a nice recognition for our players and for our program and and just you know a, a tip of the hat for the hard work they've put in over the last three years you know three years ago we were picked dead last they didn't think we'd win a ball game right and uh, i i didn't think we'd win a ball game but we won a few and uh, got this thing rolling and and have steadily built this program into a uh you know, a, a top 10 FCS Division One football program now. And, and we're, you know, hopefully going to be competing for conference championships and, uh, you know, making some noise on the national stage. Absolutely. And, and speaking of, of, you know, you building the program up, you're going into your fourth season um, at Stephen F. Austin last year, you know, winning those eight games. Talk a little bit about, like, building from the momentum each year. In, in 20, you guys won six games. Um, in 21, you guys won eight games. What, what, how do you continue to build on that? What's been the message to um, your team going into this season? Well, you know, it's slow and steady wins the race, and, and we've been blessed with great uh, administration and leadership here at SFA. It's a great university. Uh, it's a great town. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good things around here. Faculty's unbelievable, uh, just the alumni. And so we, we – had a lot of those things in place already as a matter of just you know recruiting good talent and retaining that talent and, and we uh with with administration behind us we knew we were gonna we we're gonna try to build for the long-term success not a not a quick fix and so we invested heavily into high school players high school recruits and and you know built this program not just to win now but win forever and and i think we're to that point and that's that's why everybody's so excited because they've seen the steady progress uh we've we played 35 freshmen Back in 2019, and and now you know we worked through the COVID year. We played on schedule there, played ten games, only team in the country to do that uh, through the COVID fall, uh, and then you know which really propelled us to a, a terrific year last year at eight and four. Lost uh, those four games by I think a grand total of eleven points, and and uh, you know just really really close to you know being undefeated. Exactly. And, and so as a coach, those those four losses the ones you. You toss and turn about and wrangle over all, all off season, and, and uh, that's that's kind of been the message uh, in our locker room with our players and coaches. We need to learn how to finish each of those four games that we lost. We we had a lead or a chance to 
to win it uh, there late, late in the games, and, and we just didn't finish, you know, in, in all three facets of, of our of our game, offense, defense, and special teams. And so uh, that's kind of the motto going into this one is let's finish. And uh, if we do that each and every week, I think we've got a chance to uh, finish really strong and, and with a, a very, very memorable year. And, and, and we're going to get into some of those. I have some, some some specific questions about, you know, some of those games last year, those close ball games that you guys um, um, almost won last year. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But I want to ask this question. You, you speak of uh, having played more than 30 plus freshmen in 2019. Um, and considering, like, you know, the way college football has been going in terms of the transfer portal, uh, different teams using that to enhance their teams, what made you stick to, you know, the grooming of high school players a little bit more um, and, and, and your your outlook on the way football teams are being orchestrated today? You know, I, I, I still firmly believe, you know, you know, you build the culture, each strategy, you know, for breakfast. And, and, and we've got the right culture in our locker room. Within this program, I feel like I think our coaches coach for the right reasons. Uh, you know, I, I believe in pouring into these kids and loving on them and and, and building them up to be, you know, successful men, and husbands, and fathers. And you know, football winning in football is just a byproduct of doing things right on a daily basis. And and so uh, that's that's where we built this program. And 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 I think that's going to continue to serve us well and 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 be a recipe for success in the future. And with all this transfer portal and and you know, what have you done for me lately uh, mentality. Uh, I, I think our culture speaks for itself. We've only lost, you know, four players to the portal. And uh, one of those was a graduate transfer, which I'm 100% behind. He, he paid his dues here and got his degree and, and went on to play FBS football. And the other three coaches or three uh, players all went to uh, play for former coaches. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the world we live in nowadays. But for the most part, you know, everybody's staying – Staying true to the to the to the cause and, and to the culture and to this to this program and, and what we're building here and and so I think uh, results you know kind of speak for themselves in that in that regard but we're just going to continue to do that and follow that game plan and, and we've got a good locker room and work really hard to, to make sure we bring good character players into it and uh, you do that I think uh, it's a it's a good recipe for success absolutely absolutely well said. Um, Talk a little bit about the impact of players. I mean, you have some dynamic playmakers on your team. Um, the impact of a, of a player like Xavier Gibson. Yeah, he's uh, he scored any moment he touches the ball. So, uh, you know, you want to try to get him the ball as many times as you can throughout a game and because uh, he's electrifying with it, with the ball in his hands. But, you know, he's he's completely, you know, changed as, as a player in his game uh, through 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 time here he's you know probably about 15 pounds heavier than he, he's ever been and, and really strong and I think you're going to see that uh this fall play into his game and, and when when the ball's not in his hands him, him having a chance to uh, impact and off the field there's not a better player uh, not a not a better person excuse me he's, a, he's one of those guys you just root for you know there's there's some great players out there that are you know prima donnas and and entitled and ain't no fun to be around ain't no fun to root for Right. Uh, we, we see that throughout sports, but then there's others that are just, you know, the kind of guys you hope your sons grow up to be and, and they're fun to root for you root for them just cause they're good people. And, and then they end up being, uh, you know, really dynamic players as well. And, and that's, that's the category Xavier fits in. And so he's, he's so much fun to coach and he lights up a room when he walks in the door. And, and so, uh, we're, we're excited for him and his success, the accolades that he's 
received, and, and I think if he continues on this same path, he'll have a chance to, to play on for quite a while after, after college is over. Absolutely. I'm sure as a coach, uh, well, I'm sure as a player, I'm sure that's something he wants to do. And even as a coach, that would uh, make your day to see him, you know, potentially play at the next level as well. And, and, and granted, not only just, you know, Xavier, you have other playmakers like your, your quarterback, Trey Self, um, defensive lineman, um, BJ Thompson, um, who's also was uh, named for the uh, Buck Buchanan, or named two rather, to the Buck Buchanan award list. Along with, you know, 14 players named to the conference, um, to the all-whack team, you know, during the preseason. Um, you know, that's all, while it's, while it's the preseason, you have to be excited. And I guess fans, it's more of a fan thing as well. You know, when you're looking at the conference, like that has to be exciting to see that, you know, you have some really dynamic playmakers who, you know, really buy into your concept and, and, and are willing to put it, to lay it on the line to get wins for the program. Oh, it, it definitely helps put butts in the stands, and and because we do have some marquee players that, that will, uh, you know, garner a lot of national attention and, and national awards, uh, player of the year awards, and 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 have an opportunity to, to play on in the in the professional ranks uh, once their college days are done. So that's that's really exciting for them. And and there's the, the thing that's really going to I think put us over the top is just our depth. You know, uh, right. over time these three years we've been able to stack some good classes together and so there's there's a lot of really good athletes and uh, really good players really good people that are uh, maybe not in the limelight but they are uh, going to make a lot of plays this fall and, and I think really help improve our overall uh, strength and speed of our team just uh, having having that depth because you, injuries are going to happen right. everybody, everybody has them each and every year but, but with some quality depth uh, with some really good uh, players there that, that's going to really help us sustain throughout the, the season and then also, uh, you know, show up in special teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as a coach now where you sit going into the season, um, you know, like I said, you, you, you've been on this steady wave of building momentum each season. What does it take to continue to grow? Like what, what if you had to give, you know, your, your top three things for this year's team to get to a new or to excel beyond a, a, a new layer, uh, what would those things be? You know, I think, uh, you know, just continuing to focus on details, you know, some little things that get you beat and, uh, you go back and, and, you know, wrestle over the, uh, the four tough, tough, uh, close losses we have. You see how, how small that difference is between winning and losing. And so I think, uh, attention to detail is going to be, uh, really, really big and, and something that we're, we're focused on here. I think just chemistry, you know, enjoying the process and not, not, not eating the cheese of all the accolades and national attention and just, you know, enjoying being, uh, you know, a, a team and a teammate and, and everything. So, uh, that's, that's what's fun. Cause you only get this year back one time right. and, and everything. And so uh, I think attention to detail, you know, the team chemistry and then just, uh, you know, taking care of your body, you know, you gotta be a, you won't be a professional. You gotta, you gotta act like a professional and, and taking care of your body in terms of uh, rest, rehab, hydration, what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, how you how you're handling yourself, uh, your social life, and those kind of things. The the mature teams, the the teams with a lot of vets that that have a, a strong desire to to uh, do something different, you know, to you know push and make a make a run. You know, they're they're the ones that, that understand that and and uh, do take care of themselves and and, and each other throughout the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I kind of want to I want to pivot back to something you were mentioning earlier 
about, you know, those close losses, the, the, the close loss, obviously, um, to your rival, Sam Houston, and then also losing to Jacksonville State. Um, like you said, I'm, as a coach, those are the ones like you like like you mentioned that you, you think about and think like if we would have made this player or, 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 or made this play a different way, we maybe would have won the game. Um, from those from those games, what lessons did you learn and how do you plan to attack those, I guess, um, issues that you had from those games last year until moving into this season? You know, I think just, uh, you know, finishing, you know, we kind of hit on that, but just understanding when you play top-notch opponents, uh, you know, Sam Houston, reigning national champion, number one in the country, uh, you know, there, there's going to be highs and lows in every game. And, and we went out and we played really, really well for – uh, about 54 minutes, and then and then they got the momentum and, and made a few plays there in the fourth quarter, and we didn't. We we just kind of reacted. We didn't respond, and and uh, just kind of tried to hold on. And, and you've got to have a killer's instinct, and and uh, you know when when a, f- a fire a player some players up on the other side, you got to be able to to go over there and put the fire out and and uh, get get back control of the game. We weren't able to do that. Jacksonville State, you know, I think was a great great lesson in terms of. Uh, again, you got to play 60, 60 minutes. You got to take care of your business, and and if you give people give people gifts, sometimes it, it comes back to haunt you. And, and we spotted them, you know, credit to them for the plays the plays they made. But uh, we, you know, turnovers and 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 dug ourselves a fourteen point hole really really early in that game, and then we fought back. And you know the you know those middle you know forty fifty minutes, I, I think we were in control of that game, and then got the lead, and then gave it up late again. So. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's a maturity factor, and it's uh, something that's really tough. You know, you can be a, a great football team, but to take that next step to become nationally elite and, and be really, really special, those those last few steps climbing that mountain are sometimes the toughest, and uh, and you learn some tough lessons along the way. Absolutely, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's interesting you say that, too, because, like you said, you know, a lot of your players are, are, are you know, came in, for example, in 19 were freshmen. Now there's some of them are juniors. And like you talk about that, that leadership, that um, that experience that they have now, hopefully you're only hoping that they're able to um, showcase that in some of these, you know, tighter games in this upcoming season. You're exactly right. You know, and, and you know, really good teams are led by coaches and great teams are led by players. And, and we've seen a, 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 an increase and in uptick in our, in our player leadership or really, uh, you know, our single digit guys, our, our team leaders, they, they've got, we've got close to 30 seniors. So, so a lot of the things that, you know, maybe we were dealing with a few years ago, guys not making it to, to, uh, meals and, and late checking in, weight checks before and after practice, weight room, you know, just less, you know, less used to be long around here. Now, shoot, there's, we're looking for work as coaches because these guys are taking care of business and that's, that, that's a good problem to have. That That's a uh, tip ahead of the senior leadership we have on this team. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Let me ask you this. So th- this season, um, it, well, more so in FCS football, but d- directly um, in general within your conference, it's going to look a little different, obviously. Um, maybe not more so from a game standpoint, but just looking at it holistically. Obviously, you know, Sam Houston is getting ready to do uh, what they're already in their transition of moving to Conference USA along with, uh, you know, Jacksonville State. When you look at the schedule, you, you still have those two teams on the schedule. Um, what is that? What, what do you think? Does it does it does it change the way you look at those games now or, or is it going to still be still the same? Well, you go out there and, and you 
tee it up and you play the game of football. You know, once once the game starts and you kick off, uh, you know, you throw everything else. Nothing else matters. You know, just because they have twenty two more scholarships and they're not going to spot you fourteen points. You know, so uh, you, you're scheduled to play a game. You got to go out there and compete and, and find a way to win. And so uh, we we do have a tough schedule. You know, uh, just the way it fell and the way it sorted out with these two teams. You know, moving up to FBS and and then uh, in Conference USA and that, and La Tech, Louisiana Tech, our other opponent we play. So on on paper, I mean, we're we've got three FBS games. You know, most most teams at our level only play one. We we've got three teams that have twenty two more scholarships than we do, and so uh, we know you know that's going to be a tough road to hoe and an uphill battle. But we'll show up each week uh, with a jaw set and, and ready to play ball for sixty minutes, and, and hopefully we can. You know, knock, knock one or two off, and and uh, you know, salvage salvage uh, a, a good record coming out of the the non non conference play, and then uh, you know, put together some wins, and hopefully, hopefully, it's enough to uh, you know punch our ticket and and get back in the NCAA FCS Division One playoffs again. Absolutely. Speaking of that, that was one of my you know next questions. Um, you know, last year getting to the playoffs, losing to uh, losing in the playoffs. Um, what what were some of the biggest lessons you learned from from that experience? Ooh, I learned that quarterback at UIW, who's not Washington State's a pretty good player. <laughs> that, that guy can uh, Cam Ward. He can really sling it. He's fixing to light up the Pac-12, I do believe. But uh, it it just there there's an experience there, you know, that you can't really you can't recreate. You know, it's getting in the playoffs and, and feeling those jitters, and you know. Waking up knowing it's sudden death. If you, if you win, you you keep playing. If you lose, you go home. And and we we had a good a good setup there. You know, to take take care of business, and you get a chance to to get some payback there on that uh, Sam Houston team that, that got away from us, and 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 we just didn't didn't do didn't make the plays we needed to there down the stretch against UIW, and, and credit their coaches and their players because they they did make those plays, and and uh, like I say this. And so actually, the worst we got beat all year is seven points, but we actually tied them. You know, within the game, it was tied, and then right. lost by seven there in overtime. And and uh, so, while that one hurt, I, I do think uh, that experience will pay dividends uh, for this program. You know, players and, and coaches alike. You know, several on our staff have have had a lot of experience in in, in NCAA playoffs, but that's the first time with this program. And, and so, I think uh, it was a. Uh, it was a learning opportunity, a learning experience, and, and obviously we gotta we gotta grow from that and find out, you know, punch our ticket and then find a way to win those uh, tough playoff games moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um I wanna ask I wanna ask you this. I know, you know, like I said, continu- continuing to build on what you've created going into your fourth season, of course. Um I I noticed, you know, you obviously made some some coaching changes or add some new additions um to the coaching staff in certain positions. Um, how do you feel like these these new additions will help this team uh, going forward? Right, well, it has been. Uh, there's been some turnover with this uh, staff, uh, and there has been every year. You know, you I think uh, pride ourselves on hiring good people here, and, and uh, it's a great place to work. So it, it's not hard to to, to hire uh, some really good up and coming coaches that are that are proven and, and uh, proven themselves. And so uh, we've had a lot of turnover. We got a lot of guys that have been here. You know, have only been here. Just right at four years, coming up on four years, right. we've had several several coaches move on NFL, 
got several in the SEC and the FBS levels, and, and this past year was no different. And so uh, uh, we lost, uh, I think I've made eight total hires uh, since December 1st. And so, you know, really excited for those coaches moving on. They're all, you know, better in their livelihoods and, and moving up in the ranks, and they've got goals and ambitions too and, and, and fired up for them and their families. Uh, but but for us, it's an opportunity to, uh, you know, get another – uh, coach in here that can that can bring something to the table and, and be a blessing to these players and this program and I think we've been able to do that with each and every hire uh, that, that we've made and and again there's change and change is tough sometimes and get used to new new people and new schemes new terms new uh, you know just personalities and uh, but it's it's really I think gelled pretty good through through the off season and summer and and now we're uh, you know staring down the the 2022 season and. And, and I think it'll be a, a, a season. It'll be a lot of fun uh, once we get get things teed up and kicked off, and, and can just go and hit somebody besides their own players again. You know, cause it's been it's been nine months, and, and uh, spring ball, off season, you know, two days, fall camp, OTAs. You know, you get tired of lumberjacks going against lumberjacks. Right, right. Go against someone else, but it's it's been uh, like I say, it's been a a fun off season. Stressful at times, but but we got through it and. Uh, and I think we're in good shape moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely right. Let me ask you this: with 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 all the the changes going on with with within college football in terms of, uh, like I said, I mentioned the first one earlier with the transfer portal, conference realignment, different things like that, which I've somewhat touched on here. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on you know? Obviously, with players uh, taking advantage of name, image, and likeness. Obviously, that's been a hot to- hot topic. Um, throughout college football landscape since it was brought into, you know, college sports last July? No, I think it's 100, 100% the right thing uh, for these kids, and it should have happened a long time ago. NCAA dropped the ball. I think uh, they had to admit that and uh, everything, that, and I wish they would have got it right. You know, we, we wouldn't be – we've got some issues, some some big issues right now, and some big problems in, in college sports because we were – reactive instead of proactive at, at the NCAA level. But but I'm, I'm 100% behind these kids, you know, being able to do that. And, and I think that, that it should be that way, you know, at the at the higher levels with all the collectives in the pay-for-play. You know, I, I think that's got to get reeled in and, and put some guardrails up there because, you know, if we're going to be professional football, we need to play by professional football rules. And, and uh and right now we're not. It's it's kind of just the wild wild west. You do what you want to, and it's different state to state. Or that's you know we're in the mess we're in. The NCAA was slow to act, and then we got politicians involved, and and we all know uh, politicians could tear up an anvil. So uh, that's that's the world we live in now. But uh, I think you'll see it you know simmer down and and, and come to some balance here in the next uh, you know two to three years. But but you'll never see college football the landscape look the same again. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, a lot of things of what I'm hearing from from different coaches saying that it, it won't look the same. And, and, and honestly, it looks as though um, will more guardrails be put in place? Probably so. I think it'll come as a slower process, but I definitely think that um, players will will be dealing with NIL and, and taking advantage of it um, for years to come. Um, let me let me ask you this. When you look at your schedule, just kind of pivoting back to that, when looking at your schedule, um those first three games, Jacksonville State, Alcorn State, um, obviously a school from the SWAC um, and the HBCU. Uh, talk about a little bit about, you know, I know last year you guys played Mississippi Valley. What's it like playing 
you know, a school from the swag in this year, particularly playing Alcorn. You know, I, I, I don't think it's any different than playing anybody else. And, and, uh, this, this year we will go on the road to do it. And, uh, you know, I know Alcorn had a really good year last year and, and, uh, you know, the coaches, they're doing a good job. I think, uh, it's, it's been really good to see, uh, over the last three or four years, you know, just kind of some rejuvenation and some uh, renewed spirit and attention and, and resources going into the HBCUs across the, across the country. And, uh, you know, Deion Sanders is a good friend of mine and, and, uh, I believe in that guy, and I know I know where his heart is. And and when he made that jump, I was I was fired up to see it, and because I knew uh, I knew he was going to get it going, and he got it going a lot faster than even I thought he was going to. But it, it's been uh, uh, really fun to to see that and and see other big name guys get involved and and get you know government behind it and states behind it, and you know bring bring the spotlight back. There's there's some proud histories and traditions for the HBCs. And uh, and I think that needs to come to light, and and uh, we need to elevate those those programs and and put the resources and, and stuff behind them uh, as they should have been all along. And so uh, it'll be a, a fun trip for us, and and uh, you know that'll be uh, a, a tall task, you know, uh, going back to back trips out there into the southeast. But uh, we'll uh, we'll try to have our have our guys ready, and I know there's some good place to eat. I'm hoping we can sneak sneak a meal into Mama Hamels again. Along <laughs> Uh, Mississippi, that, that that's some of the best soul food I've ever had. So uh, I'm looking forward to the to the menu and the game. <laughs> Absolutely, no that that that's a good choice. I have to say, definitely a good choice. Um, when, when, let me ask you this: when when because you coach, you're 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 coaching a a very dynamic group of players, your team in general. Um, when you when you're listening to players say they want to dedicate and put the time, the commitment to potentially make it to the next level. Um, when you see players like, you know, uh, the players that, the, that are at the level of someone like Cooper Cup, right? You know, playing for the Los Angeles Rams and obviously came, came from a smaller school. What are, you, what are you telling your players in terms of saying like, you, you know, granted, they didn't, you don't necessarily have to go to a super big school to get to the next level. What, what, what is your message to them in, in preparation for, you know, potentially playing at the next level when they can see that, you know, other players from smaller schools have done it? Yeah, you know, uh, that, that's uh, the DNA I have nothing to do with. That's their mom and dad and a gift from God to be able to bless, be blessed with that kind of uh, athletic ability to, to play at that level. And several of them uh, are blessed and, and have that ability. What, what I think is our job is to help develop them both on the field and off, you know, and that, those are the messages we preach all the time. The best, best players in a, in, in, the best players on the planet, you know, in terms of football players, they're not in the NFL. They're beating the streets, you know, and, and they're guys that couldn't, couldn't handle things. They weren't professionals. And, and the best, you know, what, what the NFL is made up of is, is those are the best, uh, football players who are also professionals. You know, they, they handle their business in the classroom, off the field, in the community. You know, they know how to work hard. They know how to take care of their body. They know how to practice correctly and, and they do the things that maybe they don't want to, but they have to in order to, uh, to be that, that person or that, that, that success story. And so it's all about sacrifice, getting to where you want to go. And it's never easy if it's easy, everybody be there. And so uh, everybody sacrifices something differently. And, and, and each, each of us are unique individuals and, and uh, have different challenges. And so what we really try to do is just, you know, push them off the field in terms of uh, building themselves up and, and to being a professional and handle, handling their business in a professional way. 
uh, and then the, developing the, the God-given talent that they have on the field. And then, you know, those guys in the NFL, I mean, they're, they're going to find you. There are guys from D3 that are playing the NFL. So, uh, but it is nice, you know, to be honest with you, to see guys like Cooper Cup that, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, uh, uh, Trey Lance, you know, I mean, some of these guys are first, second, third picks in the draft and, and, uh, best, best receiver in the NFL last year and seeing some guys like that. John Franklin Myers, you know, played here and, and was drafted and, and was rookie of the year with the Rams and now signed a 40 something million dollar second contract. So, so they've seen that and that you've got some guys that, that, that helps you work hard, that helps you, uh, you know, stay motivated when you see it's happened for someone before that sat in your same seat and played at that same level. And so I think that's that's really encouraging for our players today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Coach, that, that's the majority of my, my, my football questions. I just I just got a couple fun questions for you. Um, I, I just, right. I just, I just, I just want to ask this. In, in a perfect world, um, obviously, of course, the main goal is to, to, to get to a championship. But when you look at this football team and you look at this football program – what would what would you consider success beyond just winning a championship? Well, I, I think that you know comes with time. You know, uh, you coach long enough, you get to really see what kind of what kind of coach you really were. And uh, I've coached twenty three years now, and and uh, so I'm, I'm able to look back through our my career and 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 try to always maintain relationships. So uh, you know, winning a championship would be nice this year, but. It would be even nicer 10 years from now to uh, be out recruiting and being able to, you know, call some of these guys on the phone or them call me. And, and as I'm rolling through, you know, maybe their hometowns, getting together and, and uh, for lunch and meeting their, meeting their families, their kids, and, and seeing them, uh, you know, thriving in life and being successful with the degree they got here at SFA. And, uh, you know, hopefully getting out there and, and seeing a bunch of great husbands and, and fathers and, and pillars of the community. And I, I tell everybody – you know, we live in the greatest country on the planet, and uh, you know we got our problems in America. But I, I think our, uh, our our best days are ahead of us because our future's never been brighter, and our future you know, rests with these young guys that, that that we're coaching right now. And so uh, it's a it's a great honor uh, to have the opportunity to uh, to coach and mentor these young men, and, and uh, hopefully mold them for future success. Absolutely, you talk about you know potentially you know building these men you know, to be family men and, 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 and building their success. Obviously, you know, you, you have a wife and you have kids. Um, what's that balance like? You know, I know during this time of the year, I'm sure things get a little, can probably get a little hectic at times, but, you know, being that, you know, you have these certain parameters set in your own life, like what, what's, what's that balance like for you? And, and how do you, you know, carry yourself in such a way that, you know, it's, it's representative of what your players uh, want to be? You know, I think we do a great job here. I think it's all about keeping your ego in check. And, you know, coaches, we all have egos. We're, we're, we're males and we're competitive and we're full of testosterone, you know. So, uh, but, but, you know, seeing it from the big picture, understanding, you know, there's more to life than football. And, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to win, you're going to lose some, you know, but we've always, you know, won more than we ever lost, uh, because we always do things right and, and, uh, and work hard at it. And, and we're very, uh, you know, dedicated to continue doing that. But I think you've got to have balance and, and our families are up here. I mean, we're, we're with them twice a day at, at, you know, meals, lunch and dinner. And, you know, we get home at a good hour and, and, and put our kids to bed. And, and uh, like I say, we we're pretty, uh, you know, I think efficient with what we do. There's other coaches that are going to work 18, 19 hours a day and, and they'll win a bunch of ball games too. 
good for them. Uh, that's just not who I am and, and uh, not, not what I want our program to be built on. I want I think that's the example that you're you're setting, and, and all these players are are uh, seeing that as well, you know. And, and are you just a workaholic, and all you care about is work and winning games, or is there more to you? And so I think you've got to practice what you preach. And so we we uh, family is not just a word on the wall; it's something you're going to see every day around here with all these kids running up and down the halls and screaming and hollering and in there, you know, down there in our team room. You know, my, my three boys are. You know, playing pool and ping pong and video games with all our players, and and I think that's awesome. You know, I, I want I, I'm proud of the guys we have in that locker room, and and I want them to be role models and mentors to my to my sons. And so uh, it's a it's a pretty unique environment here, uh, and you know I'm 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 proud of what we're doing, and, and I think it's uh, been successful in the past, and we'll be moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Coach, I really really appreciate you for for coming on today. Um, and like I said, I, I wish you guys the best in the upcoming season. And um, like I said, definitely have to try to maybe potentially get to a game. And, and like I said, I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on, on what Stephen F. Austin does this year. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Wilton. And, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully hopefully win more than we lose. And, and maybe we can get back on, on, on a podcast together uh, in the future. But I appreciate you having us. And uh, Axel Jacks. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Red Diamond Report podcast. Until then, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at The Red Diamond Report and follow me on Twitter at Wilton Reports and on Instagram at Wilton Reports underscore.